to answer um, four little questions. Who are we? Where are we? What part do we play? And how will we live? And I guess you can answer these questions as individuals. Like I might. I might say I'm a mum, a wife, a blonde, sort of, um, a member of the staff here at New Community, a 44-year-old runner currently in hibernation, a Geelong supporter, probably to the degree that I'm a blonde, um, a Croydon resident trying to stay healthy and find a good work-life balance, uh, a friend to many, a coffee snob, a closet Netflix junkie, The Crown Season 5 is coming. Um, but th- that's who I am and a whole bunch more. But I want to ask the we question, the y'all question. Who are we together? Who are you all? Who is NCR? Just a small question. Uh, you may have been here a very long time or you may be brand new just checking us out for the first time ever. Whichever way, I can guarantee there are going to be some shared values. You're here for a reason. Um, perhaps you're here because you think you chose or perhaps there is a bigger reason as to why you are here and part of NCR. Now, I've got one person that I want to highlight and it's Beck. Where's Beck? Beck, Beck down here. Beck, give us a wave. Beck is our newest NCR intern. She's doing an internship with OM and she's coming to do her placement here with us, with uh, Matt, our youth pastor, and work alongside Mark. And so welcome, Beck. We're really glad that you're here and we hope it's a great year for you experiencing life with us. Uh, but so who are we? And this is what I thought. We are... Builders, truck drivers, counsellors, teachers, plumbers, mums, sisters, grandparents, students, blondes, brunettes, children, adults, locals, visitors, nurses, battlers, footy fans, movie buffs, committee members, funeral directors, childcare workers, retail assistants, teenagers, business owners, fishing enthusiasts, creatives, musicians, friends, activists, readers, runners, gardeners, cooks and way way, way more. In fact, we could go person by person and each person could tell us 15 things of what it is that defines them and who they are. We are a diverse bunch, um, but we have a lot in common and we are gathered together for a reason. I want to tell you a big narrative to begin with. This is who are we. There's a picture of us. It's quite good. A bit blurry there. But that's who we are. But I want to start with a really big picture. You see, the really big picture is it goes right back to creation. God created a good earth and he walked in the cool of the night with his people. Imagine walking in the cool. Now it's just hot as. But he created this good earth and it was fantastic. But then slowly, bit by bit, chaos crept in. Murder, hate, Revenge, greed, anger, pain, trauma, distress, all of these things crept in bit by bit by bit into his good creation. But his plan was to not leave it that way. And even now if we look around, the world is pretty darn good. We are doing okay in some ways, but we're also not. We can also see a lot that is not right about the world. And you don't even have to be the people here gathered to know that the world is not quite right. God's plan was not to leave it that way. It was not to leave it in chaos. 
It was to intervene. God's plan was to intervene all the way along and he broke in in the person of Jesus. He broke in in the person of Jesus who came and lived and taught and healed and transformed and influenced and died and rose again and left his spirit among us to continue the work of bringing order back from the chaos. And that's the big picture, allowing us to know God again. So this is what it says in 2 Corinthians 5. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, they are a new creation. I think I've deleted a word there. They are a new creation. The old has gone, the new is here. All this is from God who reconciled us to himself through Christ and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. And he has committed us to the message of reconciliation. We are therefore Christ's ambassadors as though God were making his appeal through us. This whole idea of we are actually a new creation. If we, if we have chosen to follow Jesus, if we are hot on his heels, in his footsteps and recognizing what it is that he did in coming to transform this world from chaos into order, then we too are a new creation. And if we too as individuals are a new creation, then we gathered are a new community. We are a new community. We're a collective of people. So new community isn't something that you go to. New community isn't something that you go to. New community is something that you be. And that's all. No, it's not all. Well, but that's really big, isn't it? And we actually have to revisit that again and again and again and again. New community, this is not something we go to. We might go to a gathering or we might go to a get-together or we might go to a banquet, but what's new community? It is a thing that we be. It is what we are. It is who we are when we are gathered. And it's not just any old community. It's a new community. Now, we don't have the, uh, we don't have the monopoly on being nice community. Uh, the, the, the world at large is quite good at being community. Probably 10, I think it's 10 year anniversary since the Black Saturday bushfires. I was involved in some of the aftermath of that and in helping some of those communities connect back together again. And man, this world is good at community when we need to be. We can rally. But what does it mean to be a new community, a different kind of community, something that looks utterly different to anything the world can conjure up in and of itself? That's what it means to be us. That's what it means to be new community here in this place of Ringwood. Imagine if we were that community that really got it right, that when we saw each other's needs, we went out of our way to meet them, that really cared that fed each other physically, spiritually and emotionally, that shared our burdens, that dreamed up epic ideas together and pursued them to make the world around us better. Imagine if we were that community and what would we need in order to be that? Now, we don't always get it right and I can offer my apology now. From the outset, I will let you down I won't return your phone call or I'll forget something or I'll actually forget your name Um, or, or, or something will happen in your life and no one will rally 
or, or, or something that you expect will be said didn't get said, and that will happen because we're broken. We're doing our utmost. But what if we rallied and tried to be all that God called us to be as a new community? Things like forgiveness, grace, care, generosity, authenticity, justice, those things would be the things that actually reigned in who we were to be together. And if we were that community, if we actually did really care and really invest and really transform and really back each other up and really come together, then I guess all people would know that we are Jesus' disciples if that's the way we lived. If that was our love for one another, then what a great way to demonstrate how great God is to the rest of the world. The second thing is, is that we know God better when we are in community. So we can do life better when we're gathered and when we're backing each other and supporting each other, but we can also know God better. Um, C.S. Lewis tells this story. So C.S. Lewis is the author of the Narnia series and he wrote loads of other things that are even way better than Narnia. Well, maybe not way better. But one of the things that he talked about is that he had four friends and they were thick as thieves and they were great friends and they really loved each other's company and they really did life well together. But one of them passed away. George died. And C.S. Lewis's reflection was one of his other friends, Jeff, you might think C.S. Lewis would say, well, now I get more of Jeff because he's not divided between the four of us. He's only divided between the three of us and so perhaps I will get more of him. But his actual reflection was, no, actually, now that George has died, I will probably get less of that friend because never again will I see that friend laugh in the way he laughs when George tells a joke that only George can tell. You know, there's something of that friend that only George brought out. And actually, there's less, of, there's less of him to know now that George is not there to bring it out. And that's the same with us as God. We can know God better when we are gathered. One of my greatest privileges, she's going to hate this, uh, one of my greatest privileges of, on serving uh, on the NCR staff team is working with Cindy because Cindy shows me parts of God that I, I can't see on my own. I just don't see. And when we connect and when we're talking about things that have happened and she's expressing who God is, I see a side of God that, that is, that's uniquely Cindy's side to draw out and pass on to me. I'm better when I'm in community and I know God better when I'm in community. I know God a little bit more every time I have a conversation with each one of you because you each have a different part of God that you bring to me and I'm richer for being in community and pursuing God together with you all. We're also built on a foundation. So we're a, we're a community and we're a new community and we can know God better together when we belong with each other. But this is what it says in Ephesians. This kingdom of faith is now your home country. You're no longer strangers or outsiders. You belong here. God is building a home. He's using us all, irrespective of how we got here. 
in what he is building. Now he's using you, fitting you in brick by 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 brick, fitting you in stone by stone with Christ Jesus as the cornerstone that holds all the parts together. You're all wondering why this big, enormous, takes two people to lift. Stone was here. Because Jesus is the cornerstone that holds us all together. Everyone is building a life. You are each building a life on your own, doing your thing, pursuing things, growing things, nurturing things, involved in things. You are each growing a life. And you are each growing a life on various different foundations. You might think that, you know, one of the biggest foundations in your life is your elite athletic ability. Uh, And you might be like, you know what, I I am strong and fast and fit and young and that is is the foundation and I'm making all my choices off the basis of that and I'm building my identity off the basis of that. And then one day you do your knee and your wall starts to get rocky because the things that you held your identity in, they're not firm anymore because that foundation was wobbly. Or you might be somebody who's, who's building your life on a foundation of sound business practice, good financial management, pursuit of money and things and adventure and lifestyle, and that might be the thing on which you are founding your life. But then something goes wrong and the financial crisis hits and the superannuations fall, I don't know, like something, something financial. <laughs> Should have written that. And it falls apart and your wall starts to And the thing that you are building is no longer strong and structured. So the question, and I don't, oh, this is a whole other topic, um, what is the foundation that you're building your life on? And the Bible tells me that the best foundation to build your life on is Jesus. Strong, steadfast, even, level, stable. Actually, it says that this cornerstone was laid by God himself. So the creator of the entire universe laid this foundation stone. And if you build your life on it, then your life won't be perfect. There'll still be bits that crumble. But it will be steadfast and that foundation will be reliable for you. Um, again, a whole nother series. But the question is, is what foundation are you building your life on? And what foundation are we building our community on? And it has to be the foundation of the person of Jesus. And God laid that foundation stone. And if you put your foundation on it, what is true for Jesus becomes true for you. If he is solid, you are solid. If he is right before God, you are right before God. If he has wisdom, you have wisdom. What are you building your life on? What's the foundation? But I want to get back to talking about us. And what does it look like for us as a gathered people to build our foundations on the person of Jesus? It means that he stays at the centre of everything, always. He's the reference through which we run everything. He's the grid. 
He's the measuring stick. He's the foundation all the time. So where are we? Um, Oh, there's your brick wall. Forgot about that. Where are we? We are in Maroondah. This is the place that this gathered people have decided to put down roots and call home. We've been here for about 15 years. 20 people started a car wash. And look at us. We've grown and we're busy at work in this place. We've been residing here at Maroondah Federation Estate for that, uh, the most of that time. Maroondah has 120,000 people and it is growing. There's another expected 8,000 people to be in Maroondah in the next 10 years. The largest growth is expected in two areas. One is in young families. Woo-hoo, says Stu. Now he actually wipes the sweat off his brow and says, where am I going to put more kids? Uh, and the other one is in retirees. They're the two demographics that are growing in this region. 10,000 people in the Maroondah area live in single-family homes. There's a lot going on in the greater Maroondah where we call our home. But we are God's people in this place. We're not the only God people in this place, but we are God's gathered people in this place, Maroondah Federation Estate. So what part do we play? This is the bit that um, Troy talked about in his, his video. We did watch it? Or did I just watch it? We did. We did watch it. It's been a big day. So a couple of things. What's our part to play in this? Is our part to, 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 to grow together and to, to care for one another and to love one another and to look after each other and that's it? No. Because that's just being nice community. That's not being new community. Okay, we have to do something more and that is connecting in with what God is doing, connecting in with what God's doing in our lives as individuals and in our lives with each other and in the world at large. And it means playing our part in what's going on around us and getting connected in the world. There's a visual image uh, in the Bible where it says, you are the light of the world, a city on a hill. And whenever I picture this image, the, the image I, I come across is, is the long journey. The people who are like doing that really long journey, they've got dust in their sandals, they've been walking for days, possibly even weeks. They are pretty sure they're on the homeward stretch, but they're not really sure. And the sun's beginning to go down over their left shoulder and they look ahead and they're like, oh, I can see lights coming on. I can see lights coming on. See the city on a hill? We're nearly there. Press on, let's head there. That's where we need to be going. And Jesus says that we are to be the light of the world, a city on a hill. You are to be, but we all need to be. And I wonder what that means for us. The other thing he asked us to be is his ambassadors, which was in that passage that I showed earlier, to actually be the ones that go out on his behalf and talk to the world around us about how great God is. So where will we go? What will our path be? We've got a lot happening at NCR, but there's more to be done. This is our, this is our mission, vision, values. I'm going to read it. Our mission, we exist to make courageous followers of Jesus. How good is that? We should stop there. Courageous followers of Jesus. Our vision Building a growing community 
of vibrant Jesus followers visibly impacting our spheres, shaping our city and serving our world. And these are some foundations that we decided a number of years ago to put some effort into, um, which are shaping our city, cultivating community, celebrating Jesus, activating people and managing for growth. And boy, have we been managing for growth because we've been growing and it's exciting. And our values are authentic, accessible, relevant and generous. We want to hold fast to those things. So the question is, how will we live, if that's the case? Acts chapter 2 speaks about the early church. So Jesus has lived and he's died and he's risen again and his people, his followers, his disciples have had an experience of the presence of God called the Holy Spirit. And and then there's this beautiful little chapter in chapter 2 where it says the kind of life they were living, the, the, the kind of things that they were doing, They were sharing life. They were sharing their food. They were sharing their finances. They were caring for one another. They were caring for those in need around them. They were worshipping God together and as individuals. They were learning and growing. They were figuring out together what was it that Jesus really meant? What did he want of them? What did his life mean? What did his death mean? What did his resurrection mean for them as they lived in the world? A number of years ago, um, NCR put together this thing called the Way of Life. And in some ways, it's just four basic rhythms of life that you can put in place in your life. If you are going to follow Jesus, then you need to immerse. You need to actually dig in to who God is and who you are in the light of that. If you are going to follow Jesus, then you need to act. You need to be a person who is active for the values that Jesus stood for. If you are a follower of Jesus, you need to build rest into your life because it's a good, important human rhythm to rest, to stop, to reflect and to just be and not race through life without thinking. And you need to share and be with other people and live generously. I think it's really quite good. So I guess... What I really want to say with all of that stuff is NCR can't just be a smorgasbord that you pick and choose a few bits that look yummy and satisfy you a little bit and then you wander back into your home life. NCR is a thing that we be. New Community Ringwood is something that we be, something that we are a part of. And if you're not a part of it, the NCR isn't. NCR doesn't exist. It is not anything without its people, without the people who choose to belong and who choose to participate. So come and participate. Come and be new community with us. There is so much that we can do together. And if you are sitting there going, well, that's all really nice, but I don't have anything to give. I've got nothing left in the tank. Brilliant. Come and be and let us care for you. Let us lift you back up. That's a gift as well. Because when he's done that, there might be things for you to do that you can do. This is not a do thing. This is a be thing. Come and be. So we've got this in gear thing. 
one day we'll be not as excited about the fact that those move. At NCR this year, um, as a leadership, we want to put effort into this intersection of the God and us cog. We want to work out what are some things that will leverage you, all of us, us all, closer into God. And you're going to hear about that next week. We want to put some things in place um, between the us and the our world cog that will actually connect us in more intentionally with the world around us. And I don't mean like the world at large, just. I mean the world at large, but I also mean your families and the kinder committee and the, the people you work with. And what does it mean not to just be connected in there, but to be connected in and bring the cog of God to power you and to influence those connections? They're the things that we want to put effort into this year. So what will it mean for us here now in Ringwood, in this place, with us as a gathered people? Where will we go from here? I don't know, but I'm very excited because we are a critical mass. Has anybody got a spare seat beside them? Not many. We're full to overflowing. And if all of us came on any given Sunday morning, two-thirds of you would be looking through the windows from the 30-degree heat out there. We are a big critical mass. What might we do? We raised $45,000 in the blink of an eye over Christmas. That's enormous to give to Laos for the Mulberry Project. We're actually overloaded with people with capacity. Last week, Phil spoke. He was great. There's probably 30 others of you who are like, I could do that too. What if we activated everybody fully? And not just to the function of NCR, but to the function of being new community in the real world out there. What would that look like? What would your part be? What would be the bit that you're uniquely wired to do? What if we really saw the good news of Jesus impact those around us, shape our city and glorify God? What what might we do collectively and that is not even opening up the book of what what might we do as individuals what might we do collectively I would like to um, change tack for a moment and bring up a few council members where are they we've got Pete and we've got Chad and I think we've got Donna somewhere come on up come on up So I've got these, I've got these three guys to come up and there's more council members. We've got Wes, who's the chair of council and we've got Ian, who's off in Africa and we've got Colin, who's part of our finance team and a few others. But I just wanted to ask um, a few questions. Chad, firstly, yes. you're the first cab off the rank. Thank you. Your, your role is as the chair of our finance committee yes. but also on our church council. Correct. Um, we do a lot of stuff. We do a lot of stuff. Yes, a lot of do. things happening. How do we fund it? Yeah, sure. Okay. Well, um, a couple of major ways. One is obviously of the contributions of our uh, people and our community, and we are a generous bunch. Um, as Yvonne mentioned, we raised forty-five thousand dollars for Laos, and we run a Christmas appeal every year. Um, but we also, you know, um, people contribute regularly to keep the lights on here. But much more than that, to actually help us grow and reach out into the community. We also have a major. Uh, thing that we do, which is we own the Bargain Browser, which is a, um, a shop 
uh, basically an op shop, but it's so much more than that, and it funds some amazing work that gets done around the community, such as the Heal Clinic, yep. and, and also community and community and meals, and Bron funds and uh, our community engagement officer, which is Bron, Bron aren't it? There, so, and, uh, and the staff as well that work there, and most of it's volunteer, of course, but that's, uh, we run it as a business, uh, and we actually own the building, but we're paying that building off over time. So as we go, it gets, it becomes more and more valuable, and we can do more and more things to the community. But we also do make sure that we need, obviously, uh, a certain level of, um, you know, funds flowing in to be able to do everything that we need to do. Uh, and at our vision night just before Christmas, we uh, set the targets for 2019. And we raised it a little bit. We had a target of around $48,000 a month last year. This year it's $50,000 a month. Easily doable if everyone that's giving now gave, for example, 2% more and we had a few extra people. And given we're a growing church, we think yeah. that that should be very easily achievable. Um, and uh, so we, you know, we talk about ourselves a lot today, but that's vision-setting stuff. Normally we don't even talk about money and we don't pass the hat around on a Sunday. Okay, we, so we don't do it in a traditional way. We do that through our newsletters and through the Burgundy letterboxes and you know, outside of this gathering. But to please come and talk to me or any of the mm. team about that. Um, but, uh, yeah, we're a great community and um, we and everything we do, we pump back into the community. So yep. that's how Beautiful. we do it. Thank you. Pete, I'm putting this slide up here. Sure. We've got these Thank values. You. Authentic, yep. accessible, relevant and generous. Yes. What, 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 do, they, what do they mean for you and, and you know, what, what is it that... Um, that grabs you out of those in your role? Thank, I think um, Chad spoke about generous. Um, the ones that really stick out to me is accessible. Um, I'm quite... Um, I think one of the things that is a little bit different around NCR is that uh, we try to be accessible. Um, it's this kind of hard balance, like when we look at, look at the gears about where our focus is. Um, and for me, it's really um, important for us to... We can't, like focusing too much on the on the us and God at the expense of uh, our world because we care about our world and we want to bring um, you know our world we don't want to keep God all to ourselves if that makes sense um, but the the one that ties with that is authentic because like really quickly we can become uh, fake in that and feel like we're I don't know doing some sort of sh show or um, I don't know, it just drives some unhealthy behaviour sometimes when we over-rotate on, like, trying to, I don't know, bring people to God. Like, so it's it's that real balance. Like, I, I find a real tension between those two. Um, and relevance really tied in there as well. Yeah, yeah, it's a tension. Thank you, Pete. Um, Donna, we're not just inward-looking, as Peter was just saying. There's a lot of things that we do that are outward-looking. You want to just give us a couple of those that stand out to you? Yeah, so we have lots of things that we can get involved in, but I guess um, two of the big things are Engage Sundays. So quite regularly we don't meet here together as a gathering. We actually go out into the community um, either in groups or as families or individuals and get alongside people that um, are in our lives and help them do something, a backyard blitz or some people give blood, all sorts of things. Really the scope is up to you. Um, so that's a great way to get involved and everybody can do that in their own way. Uh, and another way is the financial partnership fund. So some of you may not be aware that we have a sum of money every year that we like to use for people in our community. So there are some criteria, but you can actually apply if you have a friend or um, family member that has a need, you can actually apply to use some of that money to help them out of a sticky situation or just be generous with them. 
Hmm. I remember before I became part of NCR, that was that was one of the things that I heard about NCR and the grapevine, and it just grabbed me, and I loved it. So, yep. So these guys um, are part of our team. That's our council members, and if you want to hear any more about NCR things, speak to them. They'd love to talk to you all. Thank you. Thank you.